Hello, welcome and welcome back to the Millennial Data, the podcast where we'll be discussing how to navigate relationships as millennials or Gen Z. I know relationships are hard to navigate on your own, so why don't we do it together? Welcome. Hi guys, hope you've been doing amazing. I know, I know, I know. I promised you guys consistency and then I just said that and then the next episode never came. And uh, now it's been a month. Uh, Actually, mid-October, I think school just started becoming real, you know, like the way school, especially if you're in university, you know, the first few months of school are just like chilling, just going to classes, having fun. And then towards the end is when the cuts come, the exams come, and especially now because it was my final semester, so it was a whole other level of stress. So I think I really, really got caught up with all that. And uh, well, after that, I needed a weekend, obviously, to just relax and unwind and just, you know, de-stress after finishing, like, you know, like the whole education system in this country. Like, I just finished my 844 system. I feel so good. I'm so excited about the next chapter of my life. And uh, I'm just excited. Let me just say I'm excited. I'm nervous, of course I am, because, you know, you don't know what you expect from the future. But uh, we're just going to face the future with a lot of optimism and just hope, you know, life will be good to us. Uh, plus, another reason, well, that I didn't post it, I haven't posted an episode is because... Uh, this episode, I wanted to share it, and uh, every time I tried to talk, every time I recorded this story, I just felt uh, like there's something that was missing. I felt that uh, there was something I didn't feel okay with it, but I really wanted to share it, But and I felt like my podcast would go on if I didn't share this, this story. So that's why I'm here, and I've decided this version is going to be the final one, and this is what I'm going to post for you guys to listen to. Yeah. Uh, the song of the song title for this episode is Stand Up. Stand Up is a song by Cynthia Rivo, and uh, it has been my vibe for the past week or so. I didn't even have a song title by the way for this episode, I was just thinking of the story itself. I didn't even think about the, the song title or stuff like that. I was just excited to just post this story. The story was what was really important to me. So Stand Up is a song uh, in the movie Harriet. Harriet is a story based on a true story. Yeah, if you haven't watched it, I think you should go and watch it. It's a really interesting movie to watch. But Stand Up, was just it's just a really good, it's good vibes. I love Cynthia Rivo and uh, yeah, I just like the song. Uh, stand Up, Stand Up, maybe if you listen to my story, maybe you, you might relate with the standing up part of the whole song. So, um... I think in my second or third episode, I was listening to my podcast, actually. Something I haven't done in a while. I am still listening to it. I'm still trying to catch up. I just wanted to see how far I've come and uh, to see how I have come in terms of, you know, recording these episodes, how better they are becoming. But uh, we're getting there. And I hope now that I have... uh, I have less commitments, maybe because of school. Maybe I will think more about this podcast in terms of uh, content and equipment you know maybe with the black friday sale that is going on maybe god will will shine on on us and get us some uh, decent microphones to do this yeah so yeah i'm hoping for that as well so as i was listening to my podcast i remember i just heard in i think it was the second or the third episode i told you guys about uh being the last born in a family of three, and I told you that will be a story for another day. And uh, 
well the other day is here with us and uh, i think i want to share a bit about our family so as i told you i'm the last born in a family of three kids two girls and one guy so i'm the only guy if you didn't infer that but uh, the story actually is about me and my two sisters and my parents so um when i was a kid i think i was around i was actually five years old i was five and uh it was december it was around christmas time and my parents my parents were planning for us to go to the coast which is in mombasa kenya so we were planning for that and they had already told me and i was so excited to go to the coast because i knew my uncle lived in the coast my father's brother i knew he lived at the coast and i was so excited to meet him i think i hadn't seen him i don't think my childhood i think you know that period of your childhood when you don't really have proper memories i don't think i remember i i think i saw him but i couldn't remember it so i was really excited to meet this man i think for the first time in my life quote unquote like at in a state that maybe i could remember him later on but i was really excited about that and uh so i was really excited to go to the coast basically uh and before we went i think i just don't remember whether it was my dad who sat me down and or it was my mom i think it was my dad i think he sat me down and he told me you know just when we go to the coast other than your uncle who are going to meet there at the coast we are also going to meet your sister and i was like uh, dad no i don't have another sister my sister is right here and he was like no you actually have an older sister she's older than your other sister and i was like oh we have an oldest sister and i was like okay so there is the three of us and he was like yeah and you're going to meet her at the coast and i was like okay this is interesting and uh well i was i think i was a bit confused about the whole feeling about meeting my sister i think i was a bit nervous but still excited you know five year old me definitely was excited and uh then we went to the coast and uh i met my sister people tell me to date actually most people tell me i look like my dad i tell them you haven't met my sister my sister not in a bad way but my sister looks exactly like my dad even more than me maybe because she's you know she's she's a girl so maybe people wouldn't see that as much but i see she looks more like than than my dad than i look like my dad so yeah i mostly see that like i look more like my mom than my dad but uh, well it's up to interpretation for whoever you know yeah so i met my sister and uh, she's way older than me but uh, with time we have tried to cultivate a relationship i believe at this point we do have a relationship it might not be the closest of sibling relationships but then again uh, i grew up she grew up halfway across the country from me i grew up halfway across the country from her so we do the best we can you know with what we were given so yeah i call her from time to time we chat you know i just yeah i think we our relationship is at its best it could be better but it's at its best for now yeah we could work on it but uh, well i'm not saying it's horrible but uh, we do have a relationship which i really value a lot and she knows that and i believe i hope she values my our relationship as well so that was when i was 5 Uh, so let's jump 17 years later yeah 17 to last year 
during the covid pandemic uh during the covid pandemic pandemic sorry oh my god my english during the covid pandemic there was lockdown so most people had to come home people were working from home and my parents operated a business together so when the lockdown was enforced they clo- had to close shop they closed shop and they stayed home for i think uh, i think it was around three months three four months they didn't go to work every single day um so a little bit of, a little bit of a backstory that uh, my parents have been operating a business together for almost over 10 years now and uh, the dynamic uh, in the business is that one of them goes to work on this day the other one goes on the other day so basically my mom goes to work like i think 3 days a week my dad goes for 4 days because they open every day including sundays so the only days that we don't open maybe is on Eid and uh, maybe the occasional Christmas that my dad is home, which is very rare. But yeah, so our shop is maybe closed like three days, um, three days a year, maybe, I think, three or four at most a year. So yeah, uh, so for the first time, like I was used, I know my schedule because I know today my dad is home, tomorrow my mom is home. So I know how to operate myself. I used to know how to operate. Like I know my mom is home today. These are the chores that I do when mom is home. When dad is around, I know these are the chores I do when dad is around. But now that they were home, both of them together, it was so complicated. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what not to do. So most of the time I spent in my in bed. I just spent my day in bed just watching movies and just eating and doing the bare minimum chores that I could do, you know, because I didn't know what they wanted me to do or they didn't want me to do. So I'd do the bare minimum, I'd do the dishes, I'd wipe around the house when need mean that need a rose. Otherwise, if they needed anything from me, they had to tell me. Otherwise I spent the day in my room and I spent all my days in my room. Maybe it might have looked like uh, I was depressed or something, but I was fine. I was just staying in my room because I just didn't know how to operate with both of them at home. I hadn't done that in a long time. And Eid, after all, was just one day. So before they, you know, you just make an excuse that, well, that's just one day. You know, you just get used to it. Just you just say it's one day. They, they do their own business. And then, you know, the next day, the cycle is back to normal. Mom goes to work, dad goes to work, and, you know, you get you you get by like that, but now they were home for three months. It was almost suffocating. So the only thing I used to do was wake up, get my meals, eat them in my room, and uh, in the afternoon just go see my friend and then come back home, rinse and repeat. So yeah. So after four months, I think the restrictions were lifted a bit. They were eased. They were not lifted. They were eased. They were lifted uh, just a few weeks ago in October. So when they were eased, they went back to work, I think, for a few days. I think my my dad was the one who went just to see how things were, whether things were back to normal, whether they could go back to work full force or they would be opening just for a few days and then close down. So one of these fine days, um, my sister, my elder sister, who now our second born, she lives like a, a 10 minute walk away from our home so my mom and i used to go and visit her because she has a toddler now he's two going on three next year so at the time maybe i think he or he had just turned one and uh we were going to visit my sister so we went with my mom and uh she helps my sister sometimes cooking chapati because well my sister and chapatis don't go to, don't go really well together but so at least she gets the privilege of having my mom come to her house and cook the chapatis for her. As for me, I struggled with my chapatis. 
whatever whether they look like the map of Africa or they look like the map of Australia I cook them and I eat them myself so yeah then the end here people are saying oh last bones oh last bones yeah so my we went i think that day my mom had cooked chapatis and we just seated there and we were enjoying the chapatis after she had just cooked them we were enjoying them with some tea and we were talking i think we we're just talking about something about the family i don't know and i might have made a comment that my sister really got confused about and uh, she didn't say anything and my mom just kept quiet and uh, the, the evening went on as usual and we left my sister's home I didn't actually even know my sister got confused about the comment until I went back to see her the next week on a Monday I think my mom was I think my dad was still going to work on an on and off basis so yeah my mom was still home and I went to visit my sister and uh there's something my sister had told me over the years she had told me you know you and dad have a great relationship and I used to tell her no our dad is uh my dad is our dad is uh, the kind of guy who who is very silent so you never know how he's feeling but uh believe in me i always knew that uh i could like nothing would shock me if my dad did anything it will not shock me so she used to tell me oh at least you and him have a relationship and i'll be like my friend if i did anything wrong like that guy will kick me out at the crack of dawn he wouldn't even give a shit and she's like no you don't even understand it's bigger than that and i'm like no 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 it's nothing about being bigger than that it's the way it is like if i did anything wrong something that went against his you know his rules or his values he'd just kick me out you wouldn't even bat an eye so this day she went and i went to her place and we're just the three the four of us her and her kids and myself so she got me to sit at the balcony and we were just talking and uh, she told me remember when i told you about this Yeah, and I told her, yeah, but I told you, Dad, Dad wouldn't bat an eye if you were to kick me out. He will kick me out, and he will not think twice about it. And uh, she was like, no, you don't understand. You know, Dad is not my biological dad. And I was like, wait, what? Actually, I was seated down. I even thank God that I was seated down because I think if I wasn't, I would have just fallen to the ground. Because I was like, wait, what? Because believe me, if you saw my sister and my dad, you would understand why I was I was in shock. So um then uh, she went ahead to explain to me who her biological dad was and uh who at least she was told she thought he was not who she thought he was he, he actually is we don't know whether he's still alive I, I think he's still alive I don't know um uh, she explained to us maybe how he, how she thinks my mom and him met and uh whether he was around uh, apparently he was i don't know we don't know to what extent that much we don't know but uh whoever told her and coincidentally she found out when she was 22 just like me so yeah coincidence much and uh unfortunately for her she didn't find it out in the best way possible that's all i can say uh whoever told her was didn't have the best her best interests at heart so yeah there was that and uh yeah and then she was like yeah so that's how things are and uh, she started telling me she thought i knew and i was like no how would i know and then uh, the nail on the final nail on the coffin was the fact that uh, actually it was an open family secret everyone knew actually everyone apart from me and her knew our younger cousins know basically everyone knew okay people who are there when my sister was born and the people who are born after they knew 
okay they all knew apart from myself so you can imagine how that felt i was so mad i was so angry by the way i i, I just tried processing and the the only emotion i could evoke at that point was anger i was angry because one my parents had seen it fit to tell me about my sister when i was five a sister who i had never met in my life and because we we're going to meet her for the first time they told me about her when i was five and the sister i had grown up next to all my 22 years of life they did not see it fit to tell me See, people might argue and say oh it's their secret to keep but then again let me ask you let me pose this question to you it's rhetoric but uh, maybe it will give you more context of how I was feeling okay god forbid my parents weren't around today and uh, by a stroke of luck this man and his children because he had other he has other children if this man and his children came looking for my sister and then they came and ambushed us and we never knew about that and then our whole family would be looking at us and look at us and tell us you didn't know you know that kind of uh, and then they'd be like you know it they wouldn't tell us with the best of intentions our parents should have told us you know to be at least as open as that with us you know for us to feel that they that they cared about us so that's how i, I that's that's what was going through my head and uh she was like i know you it will take time for you to process it has taken me over seven years to process it took her a long while because when she was 22 and my nephew is almost 12 he's almost 13 next year so it has taken her time because he was i think one or two at the time so almost 10 years and she has processed it and uh well she made her own conclusions and i was like good for you but then again i was like um it's going to take me a minute to process and she was like I, it's fine but she just asked for one request she just told me you know what i don't want you to tell dad and mom about it first i just i just don't want them to know that it came from me and i was like sure i promise i won't tell them and uh i was and then uh, we talked about we talked and talked and talked actually we really and actually have you ever had that moment in your life when just one statement makes so much sense it makes your life make so much more sense when she told me about her and her biological dad everything in my life just made sense like 22 years of my life just aligned in some weird way and uh and i was like yeah now everything makes sense uh, but on my way home i just was thinking about that and i just got really mad at my parents and i was like if i go to that house i will blow up at these people and uh i have promised my sister that i will not say anything and the fact that i have come from my sister's place if i blow up they will know it's my sister who told me and it's going to be a whole thing so on my way home i just called my best friend and i told him you know what my guy um i am in a very weird place emotionally and i don't think i can handle staying in the same house with my parents for tonight at least and he was like sure my bro you can you can come through you can uh, spend the night at our place and then uh, we can you know we can talk through things and uh, i trust my bro with everything so i i just went and i vented to him and uh I remember that day I almost cried and he was like hey my bro I'm so sorry about that and I was like I'm not you don't need to be sorry about anything I'm uh, it's life it is what it is and uh I'm just I just felt really mad at them and uh so I I just slept at my friend's place and uh, the next morning I just went home 
and uh, I kid you not, for the next week, I didn't speak to my parents for a week. It might sound uh, petty for somebody who is listening to this, but uh, to me, it felt, it felt, it just felt, I just didn't want to talk because I felt like uh, an over, you see an overblown balloon, how an overblown balloon looks like. It looks like it's almost about to pop. Like if you touch it, even with just your finger, it looks like it will pop. So that's how I felt. That's how I was. So I just didn't talk because I knew, one, I had promised my sister that I will not tell them that I knew. So I kept it to myself and I could, so I couldn't approach it. And I need, I felt like I needed to approach it so that we could process this issue together. So um, for a week, I didn't talk. They told me good morning. I wouldn't talk. They sent me to the supermarket. I just get the list, get the money, go to the supermarket, come back give them their change, put the groceries where they're supposed to be, go back to my room, come in the morning, take my breakfast, back to my room, lunch, back to my room, dinner, back to my room, come do my chores with my earphones in my ear, finish my chores, go back to my room. For a whole week, that's what I did. Remember, I went to see my sister on a Monday. So on Friday, I think it was on Friday, yeah, it was on Friday. Um, My dad had been, he had come from work, I think he had come from work, I'm not so sure. I can't remember the, the events of the day exactly. But uh, my dad was home and uh, it was some minutes to, I think, 9 p.m. And uh, I went to the living room to have a glass of water. And uh, I took my glass of water. And as I was taking my glass of water, my dad asked me, what's going on? You haven't been talking. And I told him, I'm fine. And I continued taking my glass of water. He asked me again, Jasim, are you fine? I told him, yes, I'm fine. I finished my glass of water and uh, he began talking and he told me, Jasim, if you do not want to talk to me, I think you need to leave my house. I didn't even look at him. I put the glass of water down. After finishing, I went into my room, started folding my clothes, putting them in my suitcase, and I was ready to leave. No questions asked. All this while, my mom was in the was in the kitchen preparing supper. I started packing. Supper was ready. I went, took my food, took it to my room, ate as I packed. I packed very slowly. I took my things out of everywhere. They were, you know, in different rooms because I have my clothes in two different rooms. You have a three-bedroom house, so in my room and in the other room, which is like called my sister's room because that's where she comes to sleep and she comes home with the kids. So I took my clothes out of my sister's room and my room, and uh, I just packed them in my suitcase. And I called my same best friend and I told him, you know what, my guy, uh, dad has kicked me out, but uh, because the coffee at the time was still, I think it was 9 p.m. Yeah, I think the coffee was at 9 p.m., not 7 p.m. Uh, I told him, you know what, my guy, I am not about to risk being caught by the police at this time of the night, so let me just... Uh, let me wait till morning. Uh, I will call you when I wake up and uh, you come pick me up. And he was like, I'm sorry, my bro. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't have to be sorry about anything. And uh, yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's all, it's cool, it's cool. And uh, I was like, I just have to pack. I'll just leave them because uh, I think it's the best for everyone for me just to leave. So Saturday morning, I was up by 6.30. I don't think even I slept so well that night. Uh 6.30 I was awake and I was getting ready to leave 
when my mom woke up and uh, she was like, Jasim, I need to talk to you. And I was like, oh my God, what is this now? Uh, you see something about my mom. My mom uh, uses words to, you know, to, to soften people's hearts. But at that time, I was just like, I am not even ready to talk. I'm not even ready to talk to you, by the way, much less to dad. So she sat me down and she talked to me along the lines of uh, telling me that uh, basically, like, uh, this was the only option that I had. Like, no one will take me. Let me just be honest, that's what she said in not so many words because she was there telling me, if you go to your friend's place, you will not be comfortable. If you go to your sister's place, you will not be comfortable. If you go even to your uncle's place, you will not be comfortable. Nowhere you will you be, you be comfortable as in this house. Oh, all of that, all of that, all of that. And then to add insult to injuries to tell me that my dad didn't sleep because he had told me to leave. That comment, I almost laughed because I knew for a fact my dad said whatever he said and he was serious about it and he went to sleep and he slept like a baby. I am sure for that. I'm sure about that. Like, it doesn't even make sense to tell me that my dad didn't sleep. If he didn't sleep, I would have found him in the living room. He didn't sleep. So you want to tell me he didn't sleep. But I didn't say anything. Uh, my mom talked for almost 30 minutes. After she was done, I just stood up. I said nothing and I went to my room. So I told my friend... Uh, my mom has tried to convince me not to go. I won't go, but uh, she will know what I'm, I'm... I'll just know what I'm going to do. So I I didn't unpack my suitcase. I didn't touch that suitcase for almost two weeks. Like, whenever I used to take a bath, I would get my clothes out of there. And, you know, I like if I went to the bathroom and came back, I would take my fresh clothes and just out of the suitcase and then, you know, wear them. Like... That's what I did. I just operated all my clothes were in one suitcase. After two weeks was when my mom now started telling me to take my clothes out of the suitcase. And uh, I took them out one by one. I didn't take the, all of them out. I just took them out one by one. Because I think the fact that my suitcase was still packed meant to her that any time, any day, I would just up and leave. And genuinely, that's how I felt. So that same same day after my dad kicked me out the previous night, I just went to my sister and I told her, you know what, dad kicked me out. And then she was like, no, he didn't mean it. I told her, uh, I told her your mother was telling me that he didn't even sleep. I told her, ah, that is a lie. That is a flat out lie. Like she was just trying to, to make me stay, telling me that dad didn't sleep. My father not sleep because of me, please, please. Mm -mm. Other things have happened, but that is not, that is, that is physically not possible. So I told her, um, honestly, this story, I can't process it without telling them. So we have to find a way. So we came up with a plan. And uh, instead of saying that my sister is the one who told me, we said uh, someone else told me. And uh, so I told her, now I'll have to plan. And uh, I have to talk to these people. And she was like, fine. I told her what I planned to tell them. And she was like, uh, I, think, I think that's a good plan. That's a solid plan. So after that happened, I think it took me like those two weeks, I think, to process whatever I was going to say or a few days. I can't remember exactly. But one day I just sent my parents. I was still not talking to them. I didn't speak to them. Like I didn't make full sentences to them for like two weeks, I think. So I think at the end of those two weeks, I just sent both of them a message. And my mom was home, mind you. I sent both of them a message. I told them when dad comes home from work, I want to talk to the both of you. Unfortunately, that time uh, we didn't have power at home, so there was just the lantern and uh, I was there with my laptop. My nephew was home, 
he had come to visit for a few days so the the laptop was a tug of war between me and him so i was watching at the time and they were there talking with his grandma and then uh, my grand my dad came in and uh, my mom told him to take the laptop and go and watch in his room so in his mother's room for that matter so he went to to watch his, his movies in there and uh, my dad served his supper he sat at the dining table and my mom was seated at her seat and uh, I was seated where I was watching my movies and I began talking. I told them uh, how I felt. Uh, my dad said nothing. My mom uh, basically just told me it didn't matter that I didn't know. It didn't matter that I didn't know. And uh, that's basically what she said in not so many words because uh, interpret this for me if I am wrong. But she told me it didn't matter that I didn't know whoever was supposed to complain was my sister because it was her father and you know so i was like oh so my feelings don't matter in that case and i was like okay that's fine that's fine and uh, my dad said nothing he just sat there and said nothing and i went to sleep and that was it uh, my dad woke me up the next day he didn't have much to say in not so many words to be honest now that i think about it he just spoke and spoke and spoke and spoke about things that were not relevant to the story so it didn't really matter whatever he said at that point because uh, yeah and uh, from that point on i was like uh, the moment i get a chance to leave this house i will just leave because uh, because uh, one i don't feel like my parents have ever felt like i have feelings my parents have treated me like uh, i don't know i am just something i don't know it's like i my feelings don't matter like their feelings matter mine don't so whatever i said that day didn't change anything and uh, i was like you know what i'm not ready to stay in this environment anymore so the moment i came to fourth year i was like i told them you know what i'm moving out of your house and uh, hopefully i don't have to come back here so that's how I moved out. I have always been telling you guys that I was so happy to move out of home and I think that episode just I think that was the push that I needed to just move out of home and uh yeah, so that's my story. Honestly, the relationship I have with my parents right now is uh it's just a relationship. I I wouldn't say I don't hate them. I still love my parents, but uh a lot changed from that moment at least for me maybe for them they feel like things are not are still the same we talk yeah we catch up here and there but uh, other than that nah, nah, my relationship between me and them just isn't the same anymore and yeah so that's my story and uh, i hope it inspires you it might sound like a very petty story but uh, for me it's very important and uh when we're talking about self-love and all that i just thought about you know why i left home and uh my reasons for leaving home and uh, my relationship with my parents and i was like that's that's it that's me moving out is a form of self-love i just wanted to love myself and i wanted to love my parents but from a distance i think our relationship is better off from a distance like the way my dad was with his, with his parents i think that worked for him and maybe maybe that's the same thing that should work for me i think yeah just let's love each other from from a distance there is phones this video chat there is mpesa so i think loving each other from a distance is 
is better for us. Not that uh, it will take me a while to forgive them. It took my sister for crying out loud. It, it has taken her over almost 10 years, but uh, the healing process is tough. Sometimes I think about that story, I get so mad. Uh, some of them will say, oh, it was their secret to keep. But then again, but then again, now imagine one day if we needed, like, I needed, like, something in, in hospital and then my sister comes and tells me, you know, I can't donate for you. We have to call your sister in Mombasa to come and donate. Why? Because we, are, we don't share the same. Can imagine getting that such news in hospital? Like, no. No, that is not, that is not right. For me, I felt that was just not right. So, yeah. While we still have one another, let's... Let's just respect each other's feelings. Hmm? Whatever doesn't serve you, please find a way to deal with it. Me, that that the way my parents treated me with that whole my sister issue, it didn't serve me and I couldn't wait to just, you know, just distance. Okay, I'm not distancing myself from my parents because I call them at least maybe once in two weeks or once a week. Yeah, but uh, I just needed space. I feel like I needed space. We all needed space. Yeah, so I hope that uh, story inspires you uh, and uh, maybe you learned something from it, maybe you didn't, maybe you learned more about me or uh, whatever, but I just wanted to share that story. So yeah, I felt like that was my moment to stand up. I stood up for myself. I stood up for what I believed in and uh, I'm standing up for myself even as I begin my new chapter in life. I want to stand up for myself and be counted as a man as a as a person with feelings so i hope you continue keeping safe as we maintain healthy and stable relationships for me here it is goodbye thank you for listening to the millennial data podcast for more updates about the podcast you can follow me on the millennial data podcast that is one word on instagram and uh, in the meantime, until on the next episode, I hope you guys continue keeping safe as you maintain healthy and stable relationships. For me here, it is goodbye.